welcome to a very special episode of the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter. I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, and I am excited to welcome you to the third part of our State of Enterprise Biometrics Mega Podcast event, presented in association with our premier security partner, ISC West. ISC West was postponed due to concerns about the COVID-19 pandemic, but the converged security conversation is more critical than ever, and that's why we are continuing to bring the enterprise biometrics conversation online with long-form expert interviews, an extended podcast panel, and our three-part state-of-the-industry survey. Readers of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World know that our live conference coverage is punctuated by show floor interviews. And in lieu of a show floor, we've reached out to identity tech companies remotely to ask them about the challenges and opportunities in the modern enterprise. In part three of this virtual show floor event, you will hear responses from Boone Edom, Touchless Biometric Systems, and Real Networks. So now, without further ado, let's hear what the experts have to say about the state of enterprise biometrics right here on the ID Talk podcast. My name is Tracy Thomas, and I'm the Vice President of Marketing with Boone Edom. As a manufacturer of door products where biometrics and identity technology is being integrated into the entrance, assuming the technology works perfectly, what are some potential vulnerabilities the end user needs to consider? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would think that the first thing to address from our point of view is what is the word entrance? What does entrance mean? And we we manufacture security entrances, but I think you, the whole point of a biometric is to look at, you know, the question or answer the question, who is in the building? And I would say that the thing to do is, you know, ask yourself, well, what kind of entrance do I have? If you have swinging doors and you have, let's say, an iris scanner or a facial recognition technology and those things work perfectly, well, then the thing to consider is the fact that the swinging door could allow an extra person to basically tailgate or piggyback in. And then, you know, you're going to find out that there's been a breach after the fact. So, you know, the thing to think about is how are you going to answer that question of who is in the building at all times? You know, the a whole approach that you would in, involve a biometric into when you're when you're looking at who's in the building is what people and technology and what processes do you have to answer that question. And people would be your security personnel, your guards and so forth. The technology would include your biometrics, your entrances, your access control system, cameras and so on, and then processes or how you're gonna basically handle or prevent unauthorized people from getting in or how you're going to handle, you know, the fact that somebody just got in, you know, respond to that and 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 deal with it as quickly as possible. So the thing I want to point out is that biometrics, when they work perfectly, they're going to identify that person. And, and then you're saying, yes, that person is definitely the one trying to get in the building. But how do you ensure that only that person is getting in the building? And I just want to touch on something. There are a lot of different security entrances out there, ranging from waist height and full height turnstiles. You've got optical turnstiles, and then you have security revolving doors and security man trap portals. And those all come with different capabilities. I would spread them out and explain it this way. The low security is they're designed to deter people from getting in, and that would probably be your waist-high turnstile or your full-height turnstile, and often those are used 
the full height especially is used outside. Uh, you can use a biometric with a full height turnstile, but two people can squeeze together and go in on that one authorization. So that's why that's out at the perimeter. Then your medium security is detection. So somebody does a facial recognition or a hand swipe and it's at an optical turnstile in a lobby. Well, you know, once those doors open, another person could quickly tailgate behind that person. There could be collusion. So you would need to have guard supervision there to just keep a watchful eye. And then the detection happens with the sensor. It, it signals an alarm and the guard can look up and see the two people that just walked through there and they can deal with that right away. But then the final level is high and that's when you can prevent actual tailgating or piggybacking and that's with a security revolving door or a man trap portal and typically what you do especially with a man trap portal is you might have a card reader on the outside and then a biometric on the inside that could be facial recognition iris hand and there you have two factor authentication and you're making sure that one person gets in the sensors are going to detect whether there's two people in there or not and then the biometric is going to confirm that that person that authorized on the outside is the right person. So those are levels of security that you want to be aware of when you're using biometrics. And even when they work perfectly, you know, you still at the end of the day, you have to answer that question of, well, who is in the building? And from, from our standpoint, we want people to just be aware. There are ways that people can tailgate and piggyback, even with biometrics. If you're using swing doors, because, you know, if you're using swing doors and biometrics, you're asking your employees or your occupants in your building to be vigilant in saying no to people that want to come in with them, even though they're dressed in a suit and they look great. And that's kind of going against the way we're all trained. We're trained to be polite. And then, you know, there's social engineering and there's people out there that they know the tricks, they know how to be trusted and, and to get in. So, you know, that's something that. I'd like to add into the mix on this roundtable uh, when you think about biometrics and them working perfectly well, making sure that, you know, the intent is to, to know who is in the building. Well, thank you, Tracy. That's a really great perspective. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're certainly welcome. And thanks for having me. I am Alex Zarabi, the CEO of Touchless Biometric Systems. A uh, company specializing in biometrics uh, from Switzerland. So, uh, to the biggest issues of uh, authentication and identity in a modern enterprise, obviously, there is a lot of uh, applications a uh, modern enterprise has for identity uh, to secure access to premises or for their operations, uh, like uh, the attendance of the staff. And they usually have uh, three solutions for that. So typically, uh, obviously, the PIN, the card, or the biometrics. And the challenge with a PIN and card is uh, as long as people can live with the risk of a token that can be passed to another person, that uh, obviously can solve the solution. But sometimes there are some customers who have confidential data or, for instance, biohazard areas. and they're they cannot have a card that can maybe be stolen, given over. And there the identity issue must be solved by biometric means. 
So that's where we obviously have the most uh, expertise in my answer. Maybe I will focus on those uh, critical areas where the biometric is used and where you need to know who is accessing. And there the challenges are also multiple. You can uh, not use every biometrics, uh, the same biometric in every environment. There are face recognition, iris, uh, fingerprint, and uh, different technologies have different limitations. There are also some uh, hygiene concerns in some areas. And uh, last but not least, there are a lot of scalability issues depending on the solution that is used. So for the environment, obviously, we know that uh, some biometrics uh, are not very good for the outdoor. Some are not very good with backlight. Um, some have limitations of hygiene. But gladly, there are different uh, solutions. And uh, the fingerprint, face, iris, they each at their, in their own merits can solve some of these issues. A challenge that can happen is that a customer is large and they have a large number of environments. There you might need to mix different technologies together, which we typically do on our platform, but uh, that's something that can be also a challenge to mix different technologies for a single customer. When it gets to hygiene, obviously there is more emphasis on the face or iris not preaching for TBS, but we have also a unique technology where the fingerprint is taken in three-dimensional without contact. So fingerprint is also possible in a hygienic way. And actually, we're launching another technology soon that will be also completely hygienic based on such factors. I cannot say too much about it right now, but so there are solutions for hygiene. When it gets uh, to scale, that is a, that is a bigger uh, issue. Biometrics, contrary to cards, are probabilistic. When you give a card or a pin, it is deterministic. It's always the same digits that you get out of it. So the identification is absolutely clear. A biometric is never twice the same. The face, the fingerprint, the iris never look exactly the same. So we take a closest match and that introduces some uh, margin of mistake. And there is a probability, we take the best probability of match. What this also means is that it's only a question of how many people you will have in the system till you find two different people having a very similar biometric. And there you might have a risk of error. And that is a big issue of authentication in the big enterprise companies where they have a lot of people. There are solutions to that for the scalability. You can create zones and put less people in a, in a same zone. The other solution is what you find at uh, the airports is uh, multi-factor authentication. You put your passport first, and then you use your biometric. So the passport or you, the PIN or the card are one factor of authentication. And based on that, a single record is taken, your biometric is retrieved, and the system then matches one-to-one -one that the person presenting the passport and the biometric that is associated with it uh, match. In that way, you limit 
comparing uh, the biometric that is presented not to an entire database of millions of people, but to only the holder of the passport. And that resolves this issue. But of course, it's not very convenient to have a card or a passport or a PIN. And uh, that remains a problem. Now, there is an improvement in accuracy. And uh, there are systems now that are being tested with multiple biometrics combining. So people do not have to carry a token with them. It's not yet quite there, and there are some issues with that, but we will see how this will be uh, hopefully resolved, at least for not very large populations. Uh, we believe that can be resolved. Also, as, uh, as a company ourselves is, uh, bring to, to, uh, as a change to the industry, is uh, a lot of enterprise customers have the challenge of speed when they use biometrics. But at the same time, they don't want to carry cards because of convenience, because of security issues. So we are working on very fast biometrics, one among many companies. The industry is generally accelerating the speed. And I am very uh, certain that within the next years, uh, with the speed of biometrics incre increasing, while keeping a good enough accuracy, there will be a new usage of biometrics in, in the enterprise, not only for high security places, but also for the convenience, because it will be so fast that people would rather not use a card uh, or a pin, but just use their biometric. Hello, my name is Eric Hess, a Senior Director of Product Management for Facial Recognition and Security Solutions at Safer Systems, part of Real Networks Incorporated. I've been involved in the development and deployment of facial recognition technologies for identity authentication and investigation workflows in the law enforcement as well as the commercial enterprise space for the last 12 years. And as we discuss what are the most important issues for the modern enterprise, I think we need to uh, take a look at the, the new world reality. Uh, I'll answer the question both with respect to pre-COVID-19 and then uh, post-COVID-19, which is uh, what the modern enterprise is now dealing with. Uh, perhaps the, the largest issue has always been how do you achieve strong identification and authentication in challenging environments? without requiring a person's uh, explicit interaction with the system. And that really is something where SAFER excels, right? The uh, highest effective accuracy of almost any vendor in the, the NIST benchmarks, using a combination of high speed, small template size, extreme accuracy, and category uh, leading resilience to uh, racial bias is really one of the things that is very, very important for identity and authentication in the modern enterprise. You must be fast, accurate, and resilient across all populations to have a solution that is truly uh, in the uh, enterprise's best interest. Uh, just a couple of uh, points on that matter. In the recent DHS biometric rally, SAFER achieved 98.8% uh, true identification rate and exceeded all rally goals for efficiency and satisfaction as well as failure to acquire a face. That last one is, is really important because 
in challenging environments, you have to be able to execute uh, the identity and authentication regardless of what the environmental attributes are. For example, one of the things that we just released is a new AI-based image enhancement routine embedded within our solution that, much like WDR and other technologies in surveillance cameras that improve the overall image quality, our image enhancement is based purely on detecting faces and then making the adjustments that are most critical to assure the highest quality facial recognition workflow. That really does answer a great number of challenges in uh, the evolving environment that customers find themselves, whether they be stadiums that have outdoor and indoor scenarios where they have changing light all year long, or whether it be deep inside a casino, which tends to be a little bit dimmer light, frequent changing of lighting, et cetera. The other thing that's really challenging for the modern enterprise, especially now as we start to look at COVID-19, is how do we strongly identify and authenticate an identity on any device anywhere? And this is one of those areas that's very important because the customers you may be seeking to engage could be on an iPhone, on an Android device. They may even be on their laptop at home or while they're traveling, um, or they may be on premise. So how do you actually deliver an identity authentication platform for the modern world of identifying individuals wherever they may be on whatever device they choose to uh, engage with you upon. If I touch on that just a little bit, Safer is really a computer vision company which recognizes attributes about a person that enables enterprises to create more engaging experiences, create stronger brand loyalty, improve efficiency in their operations, as well as improve their overall safety and social welfare of the individuals that are there. In the post-COVID-19 world, some of the things that are extremely important is how can we do this cost effectively? Uh, we've had a shock to our system, which really reminds us of the need to always be prepared for additional shocks. And hence, things such as being able to acquire technology as an operational expense, a pay-as-you-go solution rather than purely a capital expenditure up front, is something that's very important. Likewise, the ability to scale your operations as need changes. We have to also look that there are those businesses that don't operate 24 by 7. That's probably unique to casinos and a few other businesses. But things such as stadiums or arenas, theme parks, or others have periodic use. And so in that regard, how can we go ahead and deliver a total cost of ownership that uh, reflects this occasional usage. Well, one way that real networks and safer can do that is by deploying technology within the cloud. We're probably the only face recognition company that has a true solution for this. And this really comes from real networks beginnings where we pioneered streaming audio and video technologies, including the ability to analyze content for more effective delivery and cataloging of, uh, of what it contains. This provided our engineers with experience and IP that really no other biometric companies uh, have today. And so one of the things that we can do is allow our customers to trial the technology, deploy it on site, train their staff, all with a minimal investment of hardware, utilizing our solution in the cloud, which can still do the face recognition on streaming live video in a second. That's something that I've seen no other vendor be able to, to deliver in the marketplace. Now, we've mentioned 
we're a computer vision company, which has focused on the attributes of a person. So that has been everything from recognizing unique identity within the face, estimating the individual's age so that we can assist with things such as age of play in casinos or age to purchase alcohol in retail establishments. We also recognize sentiment, allowing you to gather marketing intelligence for your audience and how you may be able to improve your overall solutions. Continuing on with this, one of our recent releases is the uh, person appearance recognition. And this is a combination of not only the patterns within the clothing that the individual is wearing, but also body shapes. And this allows us to track an individual from camera to camera, even when we lose sight of their face. And this is important for operational efficiencies, understanding wait times and cues, the total time it takes to complete a security journey within airports, as well as providing additional investigative capabilities for security teams. Continuing on recognizing those attributes about a person that become important and valuable for the operation of different types of businesses, one of those attributes is the person's health characteristics, such as body temp. This is an area that we are accelerating our investigations and research and development in, so that perhaps we can extend as a security measure, not only persons of concern, but can we recognize situations where perhaps a more thorough screening may be appropriate? whether this be identifying a particular person or say at an airport when you have an arriving airplane, if the um, aggregate uh, body temperature of those individuals who are deplaning seems to be higher than normal, then that could trigger a more thorough response. Contactless identity is also very important in this time and age. This is something that SAFER already delivers. Indeed, it's one of the areas where we first came to market providing uh, access control based on face for our schools. We offer a two-factor contactless access control solution that can use both a face as well as an April tag, which is very similar to a QR code, so that we can marry up an individual's face as well as uh, uh, an access token that they've been issued for a very strong access control. We also have strong liveness routines embedded in the solution. So being able to direct an individual to look one way or the other or to smile as additional factors for liveness to combat uh, spoofing or um, other types of access control attacks. And so concludes part three of our State of Enterprise Biometrics mega podcast event. To learn more about enterprise biometrics in today's business landscape, listen to our recent panel episode of ID Talk, Understanding Security, Convenience, and Privacy in Today's Biometric Systems. Before we go, I would like to thank Susan Stover and Sasha Kevick for conducting the interviews for this event. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I am your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast.